Hayden, thank you. Bless you. We're looking forward to hearing what the, the Lord has to share with you. Well, good morning, Gateway Church. It's great to be back here. I don't think I've been here for four weeks when I last... Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm out of touch. Oh, yeah. I just really love the worship. And um, it's great just to see so many pl- familiar faces. Is that Beryl over there? Beryl, yeah. I haven't seen you for like six months. And the newlywed Isaacs, is that you there? Oh, it's good to see you and everyone else. So it's great to have you. And uh, hello to everyone who's uh, listening online. Let me start my watch so I don't want to go over the hour, as you know. Um, (laughs) Four weeks ago, uh, when I last spoke, um, I just shared about uh, God's grace and God's amazing love. Um, And I want to put a bit more flesh on that today, about what I feel the Lord's been impressing on me over the last six months. And last time I spoke about Paul and how he persecuted the church, and I made three points that he was no, God is no respecter of persons, that's what's buried in the past stays in the past, and his love for you knows no limits. So as I said, I want to sort of build, put a bit of flesh on that today, and share a testimony really. I want to bring three short points and uh, hopefully it will make sense. Now, do you remember the, the really olden days? <laughs> I'm talking about January and February and March, the days before lockdown. And just before lockdown, I felt God was impressing on me this. Very clearly, I felt he was saying to me, Hayden, you need to start enjoying my grace more. Oh, sorry, Bethan. It's a hi, Bethan. I didn't see you there. Good to see you. Hayden, you need to start enjoying my grace more. I knew what he meant. Then about three weeks later, sitting in bed one night, because, I don't know, God seems to speak to me when I'm sitting in, up in bed. Um, he said, Hayden, don't be so hard on yourself. Well, we know from Scripture, if God says something twice, he's trying to make a point, isn't he? But there was a third one. I must be really thick because um, the words came to me, Hayden, you need to take a chill pill. And I'm talking when I say chill pill, I mean metaphorically, not in any other sense. Enjoy my grace more. Don't be so hard on yourself and take a chill pill. And I realized that um, second slide should come up that... God was saying to me, Hayden, you're carrying burdens that I don't want you to bear. You're carrying burdens I don't want you to bear. Uh, Jesus had a go at the Pharisees, didn't he, in Luke 11. He has a real rant at them. He has a real go at them. He really tells them where to go because he told the Pharisees that they were putting burdens on the common people that they shouldn't be putting on them. He was laying burdens on them. And I just have realized that I can load myself down with unnecessary burdens. The burden of self-introspection. Probably none of these apply to you because you're all just marvelous, aren't you? 
the burden of failure or feelings of failure, the burdens of unrealistic expectations, the burdens of self-doubt, the burden of perfectionism. You know, if I do anything, I want it right. If anything goes wrong, ugh. you know, when I was a teacher um, in a comprehensive school, very often the, the men in the staff room would say to me, Hayden, you need to learn to pace yourself. You need to pace yourself more. And I didn't. And it probably led to a breakdown. And uh, the burden of worry, the burden of, be, of unfairness and being judged, the burden of bad news, uh, the burdens that family pressures and marriage can bring upon you sometimes. I mean, just the burdens of life. Sometimes life can be a real burden. And on the next slide, in a way, you should, this is what I felt like. It should come up on the screen. I realized I was being a bit of an ass. Oh, it is there. Good. Yeah, I, no wonder the animals like asses and mules and donkeys are called beasts of burdens because they are designed to carry weights. And uh, I felt that that was like a picture of me almost. At times, I can be loaded down with burdens. And you might be thinking, well, what's wrong with that? You know, we all have to cope with the pressures of life. But when it stops me from enjoying the grace of God and being in the position where he wants to be, I know I've got to learn how to deal with it. Yeah. Carrying unnecessary burdens stops you from enjoying the grace of God and his goodness. And before you know it, I've found out that the enemy will use it to drag you down and I can end up in a vicious spiral and just, just in a terrible state. And in that picture, <laughs> it was like God was saying, I can be a bit of an ass even at my age at times. Um, so while all this was going on, we had some really bad news. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to get like We had some really bad news at the beginning of lockdown, potentially devastating and uh, so God was saying, oh, I don't want you to carry all these burdens and stuff like that. And then this comes along, and I don't know what the outcome of it is going to be yet. Um, and uh, at the start of lockdown, you're only allowed out for 20 minutes a day. And I was desperate to see come, someone come and see some of my close brothers, desperate to have a big hug. And they probably would have said to me, Hayden, bro. Just give it to the Lord, bro. You know how we come out with these phrases? They trip off our tongue. Oh, just give it to the Lord, bro. Give it to the Lord, bro. Well, probably at that time, if they had said, give it to the Lord, brother, I would have given them one, I tell you. I really would have given them one. But it's what I probably needed to hear. You know, um, Psalm 55, 22. It says this. Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. i got a choice. Give my burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of me. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. And I had to learn to give this really big burden to the Lord. I couldn't pray. I might have muttered a quick prayer at the dining room with table, to Belinda said, we've got to pray about this, Belinda. We've got to pray, you know, and it went up. But I was numb. I was numb. And I remember getting down by my bed, and I couldn't pray. I just said, Lord, I couldn't pray. But I knew 
that he was happy with that because God hears the cry of the heart. And very soon I knew that whatever happens, Lord, whatever happens, you are my redeemer, you are my savior. Sometimes our prayers aren't answered. Let's be honest, they're not answered the way we want them. But I am going to praise you forever and ever. And you were trying to teach us something through this. Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. <laughs> Didn't Jesus say in Matthew chapter 11, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, praise the Lord. As we sang to, uh, earlier, what a wonderful God we got. The name of Jesus is so wonderful. And I'm not making light. You know, we all face difficulties from time to time. But I think what God is, is saying to us, you're always going to have burdens. You're always going to have difficulties. But it's how you deal with them that is important. I know the Lord hears me. And as I think Sarah or somebody shared in Psalm 139, we are all uniquely and individually made. And we all deal with it in different ways. Are you carrying burdens which you shouldn't be? Are you carrying burdens that you shouldn't be? Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. I don't want to be like that mule that you saw just before, or that ass. I want to be like this. It should come up on your screen now. Is it coming up? I want to be a happy ass. No burdens, enjoying the grace of God. Anyone else want to be a happy ass in the house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hadn't realized before, a bit of an uncanny resemblance to the pastor there. Anyway, yeah, we're always, there's always going to be difficulties. We're not promised a burden-free or a problem-free life. But I said, we've got to learn how, as we mature, part of mature, being mature and growing in maturity in Christ is learning how to handle them. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and I just by chance read this last night in my daily reading. Um, it came to me, you know, God does want us to carry burdens sometime. He wants us to carry his burdens, the burdens that he gave us. And look what Paul wrote in Acts. He said, I consider my life nothing to me in Acts 20, 24. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. And do you know what the task was? The task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. He, his mission in life was to testify to God's amazing and wonderful grace. And that's what I'm trying to get across this morning. Hallelujah. So that was my first point. Don't carry burdens God does not want you to bear. My second point is this. The thing I learned over lockdown, one of the chief things, is to focus on who he is and not on what I'm not. Focus on who he is and not what you're not. I don't need you to tell me what I'm not. I know what I'm not. Every time I look in a mirror, I know what I'm not. Let me just tell you a brief story. We've just this week come back from 10 days in West Wales. We had a great time. 
And uh, it seems to become in a pattern that when we go on holiday, I set myself a challenge, a running challenge. And on the way to our holiday uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said to in the car to Blinda, do you know what? I do fancy doing a really long run. Running, I don't know if you know Devil's Bridge, Pontevanach and a Gamrag, Beryl, Pontevanach, Devil's Bridge um, to Borth, a little village north of Aberystwyth. I said, oh, I'd really love to do it. It's an 18 mile thing. And I thought, but you know, at my time in life, you can afford to be a bit crazy, can't you? I recommend it. So the weather was a bit dodgy, and then one day I said to Belinda, what are we going to do today then? And look, um, well, the sun cleared up, and she said, why don't you go and do that challenge that you want me to do? And I thought, great, but I didn't say that. I said, oh, are you sure? You know, you're sure, you know. Um, anyway, she obviously wanted a day without me. I was getting on her nerves. So we drive up to um, Pontevanach, Devil's Bridge, and if you know the area, it's high up on a ridge. Yeah, Beryl's nodding. It's high up in the mountains. And we got there, and the heavens opened. The windscreen wipers weren't just going like that. They were going, you know, they were going crazy. It was horrendous. And I was dressed in my skimpy shorts and my little running top. I didn't have a change of clothes. We get to Devil's Bridge, and we sit in the car for about 20 minutes. What shall I do, Belinda? What shall I do? I wanted her to tell me what to do. Anyway, to cut a long story short, uh, I decided to do it. So she abandoned me there. And uh, it was a challenge finding the start of the route. But it's in two stretches, six miles to the main road and then 12 miles all over the mountains. Well, on the first six miles, in Cumraidol, Cumraidol, the heavens opened. I was sheltering under the tree. My hair was wet. My clothes were wet. I was a human sponge. I thought, what am I going to do? In my heart of hearts, I thought, well, perhaps Belinda will be at Nanta Ariane waiting to pick me up because her heart would have gone out to me, you know. Fat chance. So I get lost a bit on the way. I get to Nanta Ariane, and I thought, right, um, do I carry on or not? But I decided I wanted to carry on because I had set myself a goal. And I carried on. I got lost a few times. The 18 miles turned out to be 21 miles. I went up one valley, and I thought, there's something not quite right here. There were lots of difficulties on the way. But you know what kept me going? My eyes or my mind was fixed on that joy of running down the seaside on the seawall at Borth, just the feeling of, yeah, I've done it. And of having a couple of cans in the evening and just chilling. And I did it. And because my eyes or my heart and my mind was fixed on the goal. My mind was fixed. My heart was fixed on doing it. Because usually if I set myself a challenge, I will do it. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says this. Oh, listen to this. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus' eyes were fixed on us, if you like. His eyes were fixed on you. He was going to bring us salvation. He was going to bring us new life. 
And we know the agonies he went through, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, the night before the cross. But his eyes were fixed. He had a goal, and he knew what he was going to do. And they call this a revelation, but if my eyes are focused on Christ, if my eyes are fixed on Jesus, they're not fixed on me and my burdens and my difficulties. So that's another thing I've been learning over lockdown. Fix, focus on who he is. Fix my eyes on who he is. I think somebody said that this morning in, in the worship. Keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. Hallelujah. Again, just, just saw this last night. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4, the th- you know, our moment, uh, the afflictions, the burdens, the pressures of life, a moment, momentary, yeah, momentary, that's how you say it. He said, the things that come to an end are momentary life afflictions. They are the things that can, can be seen. Instead, we fix our eyes on the things that can't be seen. The things that can be seen will come to an end, but the things that can't be seen will last forever. And brothers and sisters, I realize I've got a choice. I need to consciously, and it can be so hard sometimes. I'm not making light of it at all. I need to consciously take my eyes off my long list of problems and burdens and fix them instead of on God. When it's the last thing I want to do sometimes, I need to take time out to worship. I need to take time out to pray. I need to take time out to fellowship. I need to take time to listen. And, you know, I was thinking that fellowship is so important. I'm so glad that over lockdown I've been able to just be part of uh, some life groups and just have some fellowship. They may not realize how precious they are, but just the input that I get from keeping in touch with my brothers and sisters at this time is just amazing. I need to take time out. Wow, time's getting on. So don't carry burdens. God doesn't want you to bear. I know it's easy to say. I don't want to make light of it. Don't carry burdens. God doesn't want you to bear. Focus on who he is and not what you're not. And finally, I realize that grace flows from a right relationship with God. Grace flows from a right relationship with God. If I'm loaded down with burdens, if my eyes aren't fixed on him, the enemy, as I said, will come in. And I'm not going to be able to enjoy the fullness of what God wants me to enjoy as he wants to. It's like I find, oh, I just can't enjoy the Holy Spirit. I'm not, that, that sort of flow isn't there. Do you know what I mean? Um, so grace flows from a right relationship with God. And you don't need to be Einstein, do you, you, to realize that to enjoy a relationship with God, you first, um, to enjoy his grace, you first got to know him. You first got to know him. And if there's anyone here today or if there's anyone listening online and you don't know this Jesus that we're all crazy about, 
you've seen, probably seen some of us jumping around the room with excitement today uh, because we're enjoying the, the, the spirit-filled life. If you don't know him, let me encourage you to give your life and your heart to him today. As we said when, earlier, if we cast our burdens on him, he will not fail you. If we call out to him, he will answer. We've got a wonderful God. And as I said last time, I haven't regretted the day I gave my life to him many, many, many years ago. You know what it says in Romans, Paul wrote? He says, believe in the, no, it was in Acts, sorry. Um, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and he will come into your life. It doesn't depend on what you do, you know, the good works. It doesn't depend on how good you've been. Otherwise, why would Jesus have come? He said, I've come to save the sick and the lost, not those who think they're perfect on the outside. Uh, so believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You will gain a wonderful entrance into his kingdom. And Romans 5 verse 2 says this, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Look what it says. We have access by faith, not by our works, not by our good deeds. We have access by by faith, into this grace in which we stand. Hallelujah. God makes it so easy, doesn't he? You just got to open up your heart and give it. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, brothers and sisters, enjoy his grace. And perhaps if some of you have been on the road a long time and you know him, I would say to you this morning, if there is anything stopping you from enjoying his grace, then just ask the Lord just to deal with it in its own unique way. Oh, enjoying his grace doesn't mean I can do what, we, what I like. It doesn't mean I can be part of the um, anything goes culture because God will forgive me. What I find as I discover the, the vast extent of his grace, the crazy amount of grace, the crazy amount of love that, 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 that is there in God's heart because he is grace itself. As I find out about it more and more, it makes me more passionate. It makes me want to press on. It makes me want to run faster. And uh, even when I slip and fall down, it makes me get up quicker, much quicker than I used to. Hallelujah. You know, Peter said in, uh, in one of his books, in 2 Peter 3, 18, this is good. He says, but be always growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be all glory, both now and forevermore. He says, be always growing. Well, I got a lot more growing to do. I've grown, but I'm hungry. I'm, I want to grow more as I discover the grace of God more and more. Hallelujah. To him be glory both now and forevermore. But Christian life is a journey. Oh. As I get older, uh, I realize, well, I've, which is good, when I'm never going to make it. There's never going to come a time and say, oh, Lord, I've made it now. You've done it. There's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be something for me to fresh in, into. But he says, grow in grace. 
No wonder Paul was passionate as I shared that verse earlier. His burden in life, his mission in life was um, to give testimony to the gospel, to the good news of the grace of God. Church, the grace of God is good news for us all. None of us are excluded. You may think you're excluded, but you're not excluded. As I said last time, there's nothing you can have done that God cannot deal with. If he can deal with an old codger like me, just think what he can do with some of you beautiful, lovely, younger codgers. <laughs> hallelujah. In conclusion, hallelujah. Isn't God good? Gosh, I don't know how long I've got left. Um, in in our, uh, the life group I was connected with the other night, um, we're reading through the book of Ephesians. Sorry, I mustn't wander. We're reading in through the book of Ephesians, and um, uh, I think Helen said something. Uh, oh, we're going to start studying. Even if it takes two years or something, we're going to carry on with it. So I piped up. Well, I might not be around in two years' time because I'm approaching a biblical age next year. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Um, but for, how I, for however long I've got left, I want to discover the, the grace of God in much more ways. I don't want to be anything. I don't have any other ambitions but just to enjoy the grace of God, to know the height and the depth and the width and the other one of, of the love of God, which knows no limit. Oh, church, isn't God good? Yeah. So, what were my three points? Just to finish off with, don't carry burdens God doesn't want you to bear. That's what I've been learning over lockdown. I'm learning to focus on who he is and not what I'm not. Focus on who he is and not what you're not. And three, grace flows from a right relationship with him. When I'm out of sync with God, if I'm out of sync with my wife sometimes because I'm always not the best husband around and I probably annoy her to bits, if there are any problems, deal with them quickly. Don't let problems fester, whether it's in a marriage or anything. Don't let them fester. Deal with them quickly. Hallelujah. And get back into the flow. Get back into a right relationship with him. I want to be a happy ass, um, like we saw earlier. Isn't God good? Oh, I just want to say, church, I love you all so much. I can't wait for the day when we go back. Well, I hope it comes back. When we come back and we can just have a hug from each other. I think I'll set up a hug corner over there. Perhaps charge 50p or a quid. But come and have a hug. Oh, okay. Hallelujah. Let's just pray, shall we? Let's just pray. Oh, God, hallelujah. We are just so amazed, Lord, with your amazing grace. Lord, thank you that we will never, ever discover the depths of it. You're a God of grace. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Jesus, you are grace and truth embodied, and we love you, Lord. We thank you that you came, that we may have an abundant life, that we might have a full life. Thank you that you want us to enjoy it 
to the full. Thank you that the Christian life is an adventure, Lord. Lord, we may have hiccups on the way. We may have lessons that we got to learn, but it's a full and an exciting life. Lord, oh, Father, we want to enjoy the fullness of the Spirit right now, Lord. And perhaps even at home or here right now, we pray that your Holy Spirit might come and fill our hearts to overflowing. Hallelujah, Lord. We open up our hearts to you, Lord. We open them and say, Lord, and if we're carrying any burdens, we say, Lord, here they are. Here they are, Lord. We give them to you. And in the days ahead, Lord, just work it out in our daily lives. Give us teachable hearts, Lord. Teachable hearts. We praise you. Glory to your name. Oh, praise you, Lord. Praise you. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that nothing, nothing is too hard for you. We bless your name. Amen. I'd better finish there, folks. I don't want to go over time. So I'm going to hand over to our amazing worship team. Can we just appreciate the worship team and all the, uh, the sound desk, the doors, the planning that goes into making this possible is amazing. So God bless you all. I just, we love you so much. Amen.